you know, I wouldn't want a male photographer in the room doing up the back of my wedding dress. <laughs> That's just one thing that I would say. That's one big thing for me. Welcome to the Yes To I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hello and welcome to Yes To I Do, your wedding planning podcast. Uh, I'm Jack Brister and I'm your co-host today along with Chris Piercy. Say hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Thank you. And uh, Sally uh, is also, Sally Ann is also joining us today. Uh, Would you like to say hi, Sally? Hi. Very good. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So Chris, would you like to explain how Yes To I Do works? Uh, Yes To I Do is a pretty simple premise. It's a a weekly podcast. We get a a special guest on each week. In this case, it is Sally, who is a photographer. Uh, We have a little chat about her business, as well as then going into a topic of her choice, which we'll be discussing after that in as much depth as we feel is necessary. Uh, And then some quickfire questions at the end. Uh, And that's just about it. Uh, Just as a little side note here, we will be playing a little game today based upon the last episode. Don't know if you heard or not. Uh, But we've noticed uh, since we started recording this, how Jack uh, starts every single sentence with the word absolutely. Uh, So what we'll be doing is we're playing absolutely bingo. So every time I hear him saying absolutely, you will hear me say bing. Um, And Jack is not happy about this at all, but I don't care. You're right. I'm not happy at all. Uh, Chris, would you like to tell the, the listeners who we are and why they should be listening to us? Uh, well, I'm Chris Piercy, and uh, that's Jack Brister, and we are both magicians. We uh, work almost, well, most of our work is within the wedding industry. I'd say probably, like, for me, it's about 80% of my work is weddings. Uh, I'm based down in Dorset. Jack is based up in Norfolk. Uh, and as magicians, we uh, we break the ice at, uh, at your wedding, keep the day flowing, uh, and just generally provide talking points and make your day better. Uh, and between us, we've performed hundreds of weddings and have helped brides through the planning process in various different ways. And uh, so that's why you should listen to us, I guess. Couldn't have put it better. My, I nearly said it there. Nearly I know you said did. It. I, you I can see. So close, but I didn't. So it's okay. It's all good. Uh, so it's now my great honour to introduce uh, Sally, our uh, guest today. Sally, would you like to uh, tell us who you are and what you do? Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is uh, Sally Ann. I'm um, a photog- wedding photographer, primarily. Uh, my business name is uh, Photography by Sally Ann. I'm based down in um, Malmesbury in Wiltshire. Um, been here for just over a year now. Uh, my business relocated from Berkshire, which is where I originally met Jack, actually, at another wedding fair. Um, I am, I've been in business now since uh, just beginning of 2015, and I absolutely love what I do. Um, I used to be a software consultant for a huge software house um, and uh, got made redundant. Biggest, uh, best thing that ever happened to me. Um, actually, uh, you know, I um, found myself lo- um, loving photography of people. Uh, where I actually came from before was photography, doing landscapes. Um, but for me, photography is all about people. Amazing. Uh, what makes what makes your style of photography different from any other type of photographer in your area? What is it, what is it makes you you? I suppose. Um, I, um, the way that I talk to people is, I, I like to tell them that um, I feel that photography um, is always best when it's captured um, on the fly, so to speak, candidly, catching people doing what they do naturally. 
um, especially at weddings. I mean, you can you can see the most wonderful things happening, like children playing, looking over the back of a pew when they're at the church, doing doing things that they really shouldn't be doing, but not concentrating on the wedding. It's just wonderful, and it shows true life. It shows emotion. It shows exactly the day. Um, and these kind of pictures are things that the bride and groom don't get to see until they see that uh, my photography. Um, and, you know, I also do um, a sprinkle that, I like to say, <laughs> the best way to put it is um, I sprinkle it with images of um, the couple posed, I guess. Um, but one thing I shall never, ever ask them to do is smile. Um, I tend to use my personality like people to naturally laugh, naturally show their, their emotion for each other, their love for each other. Um, and uh, it just shines through. I think, you know, I'm, I'm able, I like to take the mickey out of myself a little bit, maybe just have a, have a giggle, naturally laughing, because it just, it um, relaxes the body. People, you know, um, react completely differently to that, rather than standing there and saying, give us a smile, which to me is like nails down the blackboard. That's great. I think you can always tell uh, when someone's got a posed, a properly posed photo as opposed to someone who's just made them laugh in the moment or had a bit of a, a joke. And so I want to kind of reference the, the previous podcast we had uh, where we had Sadie on talking about, uh, she was a photographer as well. And she was saying that there's been a decline recently in the group photo. Would you say that that's the case? Because obviously you're talking a lot about the um, it, the the kind of the natural side and the the documentary style of photography. Would you say that 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 means that you would agree with with the previous comments in that you know the group photo is less important these days, or the posed photos you'd much rather have the the documentary style and and just taking pictures of the day. Um, that's not my experience. No, I mean, all the couples that I've had and all the weddings that I've attended, um, every single one of them have wanted, um, group shots. Um, they've all been quite detailed in who they want in those shots and, uh, you know, how they want it to unfold. Um, I mean, the uh, last wedding that I did, uh, they had a granddad there who was very old. He was, um, mid nineties. Um, bless him, he was in a wheelchair and they wanted to make sure that he was captured in the group shots, um, you know, right centre. And uh, it was, you know, to me, I think it's invaluable to get these shots. I would never say to a couple, you know, if um, don't do them because at the end of the day, it's their day. It's not my day. It's, it's up to them to tell me what they want. You know, I can always guide them, which is what I tend to do. But... Um, no, I mean, every wedding I've done has had group shots and that's because they've requested it. I think it's a slight clarification on what Jack said. As I think it was less that uh, they aren't being done, but they are, they're, um, Sadie was saying there tends to be less of them. So that rather than, the, for instance, the whole drinks reception being taken up by photo after photo after mm -hmm. photo, it kind of has gone down to maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, uh, where you just make... Uh, make sure that everyone is in at least one big group photo and then just a few more photos after that because one of the things that Sadie said was really important was to kind of keep a um, from a, a sentimental point of view keeping a record of everyone who was there so that when she looked back through her mum's uh, wedding photos and her grandparents wedding photos you can see the kind of generations kind of 
uh, moving through. So I think that's a bit of clarification on that point. But do, do, so, do you still think that um, over the time that you've been a photographer, that there's just as many group shots? Yeah, I mean, what I, t what I tend to advise couples is uh, because they don't want to be standing around for hours on end taking one group shot after another. So I tend to advise them to a maximum of 10. Um, I mean, I've only ever had one wedding where it went on and on and on. And that was only because they requested it. They kept thinking of more couple, more groups to take shots of. And uh, But again, it's their choice. But um, no, I, I do tend to advise them to try and keep it down to at least 10. But no, Sadie, yeah, I agree with her on that. It's uh, um, the days I remember when my sister got married. Um, we spent It seemed to, seemed to be forever taking photos of the, the family. Uh, but these days... It, they do try to keep it to a minimum so then they can go onto their drinks reception um, and actually enjoy themselves you know mingle and speak to their speak to their guests rather than um, you know having one shot after another I guess as well um, <clears throat> the more group shots you have to take the less time you as the photographer have to go round and take those kind of candid unplanned photos don't you as well uh, so mm -hmm. you want to, as much as you know, they want to keep it to a minimum because they don't want to be standing around. You want to keep it to a minimum so you can, you know, get those pictures that they will never be able to see. They won't be able to see, as you said, those kids smucking about doing things they probably shouldn't be doing and all that sort of stuff. Is something that you can capture when you're not having the group shots done. Is that that fair to say? Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, most of the weddings that I've done, um, I I've worked with a second photographer. Um, and between us, we work as like a bit of a tag team, really. And she's she's going off capturing things that I might not see, and vice versa. But um, yeah, you're only quite right. It's uh, whilst I'm you know doing one shot after another, I'm missing out on other things. Um, and it's it's always lovely to walk among the guests and uh, you know catch even even pictures of the drinks, the drinks coming out. You know the the type the the canapes. All those d details are so important. There's you know so they're wonderful to look back on. They're still a memory, whether it, you know, the, the, those kind of details that people want to see. I think it ends up telling a story of the day really, doesn't it? So it, may, it might just be uh, yeah. a, a waiter you don't know holding a, a tray with Prosecco on it or whatever, but it's, uh, it illustrates a part of the day, it illustrates something happening and it all kind of goes in with the, the, the rest of the story of the day. Um, what I wanted to ask you actually was, I see, so do you always work with a, uh, a second shooter? Not always, no. Um, I do find these days that most people ask for it um, because uh, the groom shots for for a start, right from right from the word go, right in the morning, um, I'm spending time working with the bride, um, catching all those lovely bits and pieces. I love that time of day. Um, and my second photographer, Laura, she's she often goes and works. You know, she goes to work with the groom, catching the similar kind of shots like I do. So it brings together, like you say, the story. Um, without having that that st I mean, without having that story, the the bride doesn't really see what the groom's up to. Yeah, I think that I'm a firm believer that a second shoot is almost always a, a very very good idea. I mean, unless you've got a very small wedding, then I think that. Uh, two shooters is always a great idea for exactly the reasons you've just said that you can be they can, obviously one photographer can't be in two places at once whereas obviously two photographers can and so you know when the group shots are being taken the other photographer can be uh, ninjaing around catching those candid moments um, and just 
showing the bride and groom parts today that this wouldn't otherwise see. So I'm a, a really firm believer. And from a selfish point of view, if there is a second shooter, quite often they will uh, tag on, on with the magician because they know the magician or whatever entertainment, like a caricaturist or whatever, is going to be creating those reactions um, and kind of adds, really adds something, don't you think, Jack? Uh, yeah, I can't agree with that anymore. I think um, it's a great chance. Again, I was so close to saying absolutely, I, but I, I didn't. I know you were. <laughs> See, I'm... I'm getting the hang of it slowly. We're, you know, four or five episodes in and I'm getting the hang of it now. I think it's a great chance now to kind of move into the topic that Sally wants to talk about today. Uh, you want to talk about the advantages of having a female photographer at your wedding. Um, so I'm intrigued. I want to uh, I want to hear what Chris initially has to say about this and then we'll see, Sally, why you chose this uh, this topic today. Well, I, I don't have. I don't want to say anything because I want to hear Sally's reasons behind this. But I'm going to say that this is potentially a white hot subject. It could mean it's uh, potentially because um, Jack mentioned to me before we were, we were going to start recording that this was what you wanted to talk about. Um, and I'm really, I'm genuinely, genuinely interested to hear what you're going to say, just because I'm, you know, it's potentially very controversial, which I don't mind at all. So I'm thoroughly looking forward to what you're going to say. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, as a, as a female wedding photographer, I see things that maybe um, a, a, a male photographer wouldn't. Um, to give you some examples, um, every single time I, I shoot a wedding, um, I have been privileged to be in the bridal suite. This is the biggest thing for me. And being in a bridal suite, you know and being a girl you know I get involved with having a laugh with the girls of which of course a male photographer could do as well but I kind of on their wavelength to some degree and the biggest thing is is when they all start to get into their and their wedding clothes um as a female photographer I'm you know to a large degree trusted that I'm not going to be taking shots of them in their altogethers, which is nobody else wants to say, of course. But, um, you know, but things like, you know, with a bride is stripped down and she's getting into a, into a wedding dress and I'm helping her because so many weddings that I've attended, um, you know, the uh, uh, head bridesmaid or the mother or whoever who's helping her get into a dress has had her nails done. And she can't do up those little buttons on the back of the dress. Um, as a female, you know, I can only speak for myself, is that, you know, I wouldn't want a male photographer in the room doing up the back of my wedding dress. <laughs> That's just one thing that I would say. That's one big thing for me. Um, and I've been asked so many times to help with this. It's something that uh, is just expected, I think, now. Um, I always carry with me a hair clip, which sounds ridiculous, but it helps to do it, those little buttons on the back of the dress. Um, and, you know, it's a very personal thing, I think. It's, uh, you know, being being in that room with the girls, getting dressed, getting, you know, sorting, sorting out their, their clothes, taking pictures of the dresses, the flowers, all those lovely bits and pieces, which I agree with you. I think I think you're thinking that a uh, male photographer could be in the room doing the same thing, but then would have to leave. Um, I would be very surprised if, uh, you know, um, a, a bride would want, to some degree, a stranger in the room with them whilst they're getting dressed. I might be completely wrong. That's just my perception of it. Chris, it okay, looks well, like you I... want to say something. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's a, a very interesting answer. And I guess it comes down to the fact that because you've been doing weddings for years and you have the experience of wedding dresses, whereas, you know, uh, Maid of Honor, Mother of the Bride, or mm -hmm. any other of the bridesmaids may have zero experience of ever putting, well, helping anyone into a wedding dress before. Whereas, you know, um, I, I can see how, as a female photographer, you would have experience of that. And thinking about the male photographers I know, can I imagine them helping a bride into her dress? Maybe one or two of them. Uh, but in, in, the, in the large part, probably no. Um, I, I think what's interesting, this came into my head um, just as you were saying it there, about um, how you perhaps notice different things. And I, I do agree with you, actually, because um, I was, obviously, I've, I've worked at goodness knows how many weddings, and I had a wedding yesterday, and when I got back, I was speaking to my partner about it, and she said to me, um, so uh, what, what's, the, what, what's the nicest dress you've ever seen? And I'm not going to say I was stumped because there are a few wedding dresses that stick out in my mind as being particularly lovely or memorable, uh, some for good reasons, some for bad reasons. Um, but in, in general, it's not something I pay attention to that much. That makes, that makes me sound slightly bad, but you know, I, don't, I don't have the knowledge of dresses that uh, a female might uh, so I, I I know about a sweetheart top and I know about different styles and to a certain extent, <laughs> but it's it, you know I'm I'm never gonna be able to kind of fully describe what a dress was like to my partner. She says, so what was the wedding dress like today? I, I would not be able to accurately describe that because I as a male and maybe this is my shortcoming. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be able to notice that quite as much. Mm. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> I would be able to. I would certainly wouldn't be able to reel off all the different makes and designers because that's just not something I'm into. But uh, yeah, I mean, I dresses. There's so many different, so many different ones out there, but they all seem to be quite difficult to do up. <laughs> <laughs> um, In the industry standard is, is they totally. have to be difficult to do up. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's, there's. I've been. At wedding shows, and I talk to talk to clients, um, and they say to me, you know, they they ask me how much I charge, and when I tell them, sometimes the look on their face is like, oh my god, really, how much? And then you kind of explain to them that you're not just a shooter, you know, you, there's so many other th things to the day, um, there's so many other points to the day that um, we take care of. You know, I could I could list them forever. You know, timings, helping with the dresses, sorting out. You know, working with the venues, um, putting nerves at ease. You know, um, guardian families onto where they should be going. There's all sorts of things. And um, again, as as a as a female photographer, um, I I personally um, find it easy to um, get people on side, talk to them, to make them feel at ease give them that uh that warm feeling that uh you know that okay they are being hurried along a little bit to get to a ceremony whatever but at the end of the day it, it's there's no stress and that's one big thing that i find especially when i'm in the bridal suite is to put people's mind um put people's nerves at ease uh, because it's such a highly stressed environment as you as you know um especially pre-ceremony uh, trying to trying to calm people down. Um, I've had a bride before now that I'll, I was going to talk about this later, but it was very late. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's just another string to your bow of being a photographer that you can help people. You can actually be there to put their minds at ease. So you said that you, you do a lot of second shooters. You usually have a second shooter with you. Has it ever gone through your mind to have a male second shooter to capture the, the bits that perhaps a female might miss? Um, maybe. uh for sure yeah um i i've often thought that if laura hasn't been available then yeah there's somebody in particular that is actually um an ex-client of mine um he's looking to get into this um into the wedding industry as a photographer uh and he's you know his uh, photography is excellent and i would have absolutely no hesitation um in inviting him to second shoot for me um as you know in the groom's room perfect you know he's got the personality for it and that's what it's all about as well as personality is being friendly and yeah there's absolutely no reason why um i shouldn't do that so sally um have you ever taken a photo that when you look back on it you've kind of thought to yourself a male photographer wouldn't have captured that they wouldn't have seen that i've and i'm not talking about the bridal suite because i understand there's kind of uh, an, an issue with that with being not having a, a man in there but kind of generally on the day you think I don't think a male photographer would have captured that. No, I can't honestly say I have. Um, That's a pretty good question. No, it's not something I've thought about um, because every photographer shoots completely differently. Every um, every photographer has their own style. They they look for things. I mean, there's obviously there's the certain set of things that you look for throughout the day that are standard. But um, no, I haven't. Honest truth, it's uh, because everybody works differently. I think that's a good answer, and I think that kind of ties in with something that uh, Sadie touched on, and we had another photographer, Dan, that touched on um, about how each different photographer is so different. So, although that um, quite often, I think some, should we say, lesser photographers will kind of fight over work and things like that. I think that the the photographers, which are kind of higher up or more elevated in kind of professionalism um will actually say to couples that go, go and see a lot of different photographers because you need to you need to have a connection with them and you need to make sure their style fits in with what you want so i guess that when you take your photos you take your photos and go that's a photo which fits in with my style and that is your only concern so i i guess it was a uh, a question which in hindsight perhaps doesn't even make that much sense um, I was going to say I'm not quite sure really how um, how to answer that, and the, and the reason for that being is, um, over the years of doing weddings, I've got used to looking out for um, particular moments throughout the day that, to me, I remember clients seeing. Yeah, they they look at they look at an image and think, oh wow, and that's what I shoot for. Um, whether a whether a you know a male photographer would do any differently, I have no idea. I just know that I know what I like and I know what I shoot for, um, because I know what a client likes. I think that's a really nice thing to say. That I think that's what you want in a photographer. You want a photographer who knows what they're doing and they trust in their own style. They trust in their in their own mm. skill and talent, and they know that when when they show a couple an album, they know they can deliver that style and that quality to them. Would you Would you agree with that, Jack? Yeah, absolutely. 
Damn it! Ding! Uh, yes! <laughs> I, knew you'd, I knew you'd say one eventually. It was going uh, far too well, wasn't it, really? Uh, I'm so happy. <laughs> well, I think I need to very, very quickly move on to the quickfire questions. Uh, so, Sally, we've got four quickfire questions, and then, of course, the random question at the end. So, number one, <laughs> uh, what is your number one tip for hiring a photographer? Check that they are insured. Um for obvious reasons, like I said earlier, um, if if a photographer is not insured and that photographer goes, gets sick or something happens, they lose cards or the camera goes wrong, then their day is ruined. That's a great great tip. We haven't had that one so far, so I'm 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 glad that that, that came up. What uh, is your best wedding story? Ah, oh, my best wedding story is when I got I got asked by the bride's mother to help her keep the biggest secret which was to have this major firework display at the end of their day Uh, they both wanted fireworks neither of them could afford to do it because they'd spent so much on the wedding and so the mother organized it and she asked me to help them with the venue Uh, and I did and the look on their faces when those fireworks went up it was worth every second of helping them and it just made me feel so so great that I did this Amazing. And conversely, what is your worst wedding story? <laughs> uh, I had to really rack my brains about this. Um, but uh, I guess the nerves of a bride being incredibly late to the church, um, an hour late, um, the vicar was doing his pieces. But, you know, to me, the takeaway from that was that uh, this is, I, this happened to me very early days in my business um and uh, takeaway from that is to make 100% sure that whenever you leave leave the bride to you know finish off getting ready um and waiting for her car make sure that somebody else is there watching the time um keeping her on track because it is so easy when you're enjoying yourself isn't it just to lose track of time oh for sure it is yeah and uh, your number one tip for planning a wedding uh big well obviously it's got to be make sure you budget for a photographer (laughs) um (laughs) because the reason why i say that i mean joking aside is that your wedding day it only happens once should do um it's uh those memories you know the day goes so fast um i remember my wedding day you know before before i knew it it was the end of the day um and if you've not if you've not had those memories captured for you by somebody that knows what they're doing no matter how small your budget is there is ways around it there's ways to discuss it even if you capture certain parts of the day like two hours of the ceremony or something like that but it's you know the biggest thing is is just make sure after the book in the venue you make sure that you've got a budget for a professional photographer um you know it's it's just to me, it's just crucially important because you will, you you will so regret it. You'll look back, you know, you'll look back on your day, and as you get older, obviously the memories start to fade slightly, or distort. If you have pictures, you can sit down with your children, your grandchildren, your family and friends, and look back on that day, and immediately you see that image. You immediately are transported back to that moment, that motion, that moment in time. Um, yeah, I couldn't recommend. I just couldn't recommend it enough. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, Chris, do you want to say something? Yeah, I just uh, wholeheartedly agreeing with that sentiment, and I think my, myself and Jack are both uh, very strong 
supporters of ensuring that you do book the best photography you possibly can because it is never ever going to be badly spent money totally yeah, agree great. totally agree with you as well uh, and finally you said again didn't I nearly, you i did Absolutely. you saw my mouth move didn't you and then you're like he's gonna do it he's gonna do it but i didn't uh so finally the random question uh sally oh, uh. what is your dream wedding de- uh no sorry your dream holiday destination um the maldives but i perfect uh chris does it count if i've already done it yeah why not <laughs> uh i did the inca trail to machu picchu in peru um a number of years ago as part of a around the world trip so that whole thing was pretty awesome um oh, my husband that's exactly what he wants to do so i won't sell him that <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pretend I said it was really rubbish and it was like, is this all old rocks and stuff really? So, <laughs> Well, I can't think of a better way to uh, to finish the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us, uh, Sally. If people want to find out more about you and what you do, where can they go to find out more information? A uh, good place to start would be my website, which is photographybysallyann.com. Um, and that's Sally Ann with an E. <laughs> because the best thing is look out for the sunflower in my log in my logo. Um, stands out quite quite a lot. But, um, you can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Great, Chris. If people want to find out more about you, I'd be quite surprised. But uh, they can go to uh, chrispiercymagic.co.uk. <laughs> Piercy is spelled P-I-E-R-C-Y. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And Jack, I- I'm going to ask you. Because like, otherwise you have to introduce them. Where can they find out about you, Jack? Oh, well, that's very kind of you to ask, Chris. People can find out more about me at uh, theluxurymagician.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram. I'm on Twitter, but I can't remember the last time I did a tweet, so I wouldn't bother going mm. there, if I'm honest. Uh, and that pretty much sums it up. Something we haven't mentioned the entire time we've been recording any of our podcasts is where people can find the podcast. Um, you can Good find question. us, we'll be on, I mean, I'm going to forget some of these, I'm going to be honest, but I'm going to run through them quickly. You can find us on iTunes, you can find us on uh, Spotify, you can find us on Google, you can find us on Amazon, you can find us on Stitcher, you can probably find us in other places as well that I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but please do subscribe and you'll be able to find out every time a new episode comes out. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We will, uh, you will hear from us again tomorrow. We've got another episode coming out tomorrow. So uh, we look forward to talking to you all again. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for inviting me. That's all for now, folks. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you and uh, me and Jack will as well. Yep, we'll Bye-bye. see you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do Podcast.